approximately one in every 59 children are born with autism. Albert Einstein. Dr. Einstein had no speech until age three. Steve Jobs. He was a loner. He brought snakes to school. Leonardo da Vinci. This man was far advanced on the autism spectrum. I'm not naughty. I'm autistic. And I just get too much information. You're listening to Takiwatanga. Love Not Cure, exploring autism one strength at a time. Kiora, and I hope all of you are doing okay. And I'm glad that I'm doing this another episode for this podcast. And um, I've been busy lately, and a lot of things happening around family, school, uh, feedback to our uh, recent ORS um, decision, and stuff like that. But today's episode, I'm going to talk about one topic that in my view, is not being uh, talked about in the autism world more frequently. And what I've noticed is, which is totally understandable, is talking about certain uh, challenges, how to deal with this, how to deal with that, what are the actions that we need to take, what are inf- uh, what are the information that we need to understand, and stuff like that. And this topic is uh, something that is... Also, in my view, very, very important and is being left behind. And it is um, less frequent being asked. And I've been trying to look for some information about it. And because it's so simple and it's so cliche that for most of the time, we are, that includes me, we are ignoring or neglecting that topic and it is crucial in development or maybe it's just me i don't know uh maybe it's just me trying to uh, make it a big deal but because it's a big deal it's such it's such a cliche topic but it's a big deal you know especially in development of uh, children not just those who are on the autism spectrum but all children in general all right, this topic is more of the, uh, the I'm losing my um, um, my tongue. So this topic is more about the the daily living activities that a child, regardless if you're an, in in the autism spectrum or not, will need to undergo. So I am kind of like uh, thinking that this is not being talked about more frequently because it's just a cliche that. You, yeah, it's fundamental, it's basic, and you just do what you have to do, and you just, it's like teaching a child uh, when growing up, and it's just going to happen. But in my view, based on my experience, right, unless we intentionally uh, do this, for my kids and especially for my autistic son, we it's not going to happen, right? Because we're always or I am always in uh, flight, fight or flight mode. I'm always very protective of him being, uh, let's say, uh, being judged by other people why he is behaving uh, or why he is doing such a uh, doing that behavior. And so on. So, me and my wife have decided recently that we need to start 
uh, uh, exposing my son, my kids as well, uh, all of them. And we, we need to start exposing them to daily living activities. We need to start bringing them at the grocery when doing shopping. We need to start bringing them at the mall. I know sometimes we go to the mall, but it, we don't stay that long, especially when my youngest will start to get overwhelmed and will start to do uh, uncomfort, uh, will start to do uncomfortable behaviors, and that's the time that we are going to exit the mall. We need to start going to the park. We need to start. Uh, I don't know, doing some tramping or uh, tramping, is that the right term? Uh, just short walks, uh, not trekking, not uh, the not the the challenging walks like uh, going to the Tonga River crossing. Maybe maybe not not yet, not yet. Maybe at some point, but not yet, not today, not in the coming weeks. So that's our decision: exposing my son to daily living activities even though you don't see him uh, react or you don't you you get to see him being or getting overwhelmed with his environment and stuff like that and we needed to start letting him walk as well because in the past for most of the time he is on the stroller because it's easier for me as a dad to handle him because uh, or to manage him not handle to manage him because he is already in a stroller where he is confined he is just sitting there and I will just push the stroller and I will not exert more effort in 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 trying to catch him whenever he runs away or 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 things like that similar like that or things like that uh, I'm losing my tongue really so, same thing at, uh, at the mall or the grocery, the park, etc. I know there are safety factors that we need to consider, especially if you're walking on a pathway um, uh, side, uh, on the side of the road. But I think he just needs to practice the daily living activities. And that's what we're after right now. I know there are, there are other challenging moments for other families, but I think exposing the the, the child bit by bit would would make a difference, one step at a time, baby steps, you know, and that's where what we're after. And um, lately, we started um, trying to push away from using the stroller more frequently or his stroller more frequently because in one way or another he will grow up and he needs to outgrow his stroller as well and you don't want to see a big guy (laughs) when time comes in stroller you know You, you get my point right he needs to start realizing that this is what um, people do, right? Go to grocery, buy your stuff, and also go to the mall. Go to the malls, go to parks, do short walks, walk, uh, yeah, short walks and stuff like that. 
So that's what I am going to be, or me and my wife will be going to be focusing on in the coming months. And uh, yeah, I think that it's very cliche in a way that this topic is not being discussed for most of the time. I'm not saying that, yeah, we need to dwell and we need to drown ourselves with information about the living activities, but this is very crucial in a way as well, in my opinion, um, for uh, his or everyone's um, um, development, right? So that's what, what we're after. And having said all of the <laughs> intros that I had just mentioned, I am going to talk about our experience now <laughs> with Percy Reserve. So this is a, a a reserve park where we we tried and venture is, is venture is venture a, a a word for this or explore? Yeah, we tried and explored last time. So it's been a good uh, experience as well. Yeah, because Percy Reserve is not a it's only a 20-minute walk back and forth. If you're going to want to bring a child or your kids there at, the, uh, at that reserve, it's just a short walk. And it's an amazing place. And since 2016 that we got here in Wellington, this is the, only f- this is the first time that we've been there, right? And it's kind of... It's not freaking me out, but it's kind of odd that it's only five-minute drive from our home. Actually, it's le- less than five minutes going to the parking area, going to the entrance of the person reserve. And it's kind of funny, right? 2016, when we moved here, and it's, the, it's just the, our first time there, going there. And we never thought that that's an that's a, an amazing place as well. You have your um, water wheel there. You have your um, air. Uh, there's a this is that a mini river or mini lake or something like that where you can uh, see the ducks swim. And you, there's a a tiny cave. I forgot the name, but uh, my son is the one who's uh, documenting, my eldest son, is the one who's documenting the, the reserve. But anyway, having said that, so when we went there, we went out of the, uh, when we went, got out, out of the car and start our walk, my son was in stroller. That's, that's a thing, right? We've been trying to walk away from stroller or starting to push back on stroller from time to time, but um, because it's a place where in it's a new place and new environment for him, so we tried to bring him, or we, we tried to to bring him in stroller so he can start looking in his uh, environment and getting familiarized uh, by the the new environment. So when we got there, so it's okay that we use the stroller around the area we navigated or we explored the area but when it's time to to go and do the walk going to to the to the falls did you know that there's a falls there 
I never knew that there's a false there. Um, I've been wanting to see s uh, a few falls back. Is that a false? Is that a term? I'm losing my vocabulary right now and my tongue is losing me. So there's a false there. And uh, like I said, I've been wanting to go to, to waterfalls even when uh, we were living back in Oakland. And this is a, a, uh, a five-minute drive and we just recently explored it and I never knew that there's a waterfall there. So it's an amazing experience. So when we start going back to my to my story, so when we uh, we have started um, uh, doing the short walk, right? It has started to become harder and harder as you progress because of the path. So what happened that time is that we have decided to leave the the stroller somewhere. Um, in the area because um, there's no other way otherwise it's going to be I mean first it's going to be safety uh, risk bringing the stroller up and it's going to be hard harder to do it not that it's not possible it's possible but it's gonna take so much um, energy to carry the stroller and it's a a walking uh, trail, right? Just imagine you're you have a stroller, and doing your short walk in a walking trail. So we decided to to leave that stroller and and do the walk. And at first, my youngest is a little bit skeptical, so of course, I needed to to carry him. And then bit by bit, we ask him to start walking. And he will do uh, the walks uh, because it's a nature and there's something about nature that keeps you, um, there's a terminology that I'm after, something about nature that keeps you alive and <laughs> keeps you fascinated and keeps you calm. That's the one that I'm after, keeps you calm. So my son who is used to being overwhelmed with new places, he's, he went okay. So we went there. Um, we started a walk. He did some walk. Sometimes he asked me to, to carry him, which I, I did. Uh, with, uh, the next thing I wanted is an overwhelmed child in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> So I did sometimes and sometimes I ask him to go back to walking and sometimes I piggyback him until the time that we are able to reach the waterfall. And it was an amazing place, really. It's not like a, a huge waterfall, right? It's just a, uh, uh, it's, it's just a simple waterfall, but it's amazing. Uh, Again, there's something in nature and water that makes a person calm. And he he looks happy, in my view, though sometimes, or for most cases, he's just poker. Uh, he just has this uh, poker face that he is trying to, uh, uh, that he don't want to let go. 
right? So he's got this poker face in him, but I know he's enjoying his calm at that point. And then going back, we had the same um, experience as well. We let him walk for a, a bit, a few bits, and then when he's starting to get annoyed, I carry him so at least he can calm down. He can get that um, hug from another human being, from dad, not mom. So he got he gets that hug and then he gets um, regulated and then we let him walk again. And yeah, and then we survive. It's just a 10-minute walk going to the waterfall and then another 10-minute walk go, uh, going back. So it's an amazing journey and it's an amazing um, experience. First time for my son and he didn't get overwhelmed, which is great. And I think we need to start doing these kinds of things more often so he can get familiarized with the world, if that makes sense. And he needs to make sure, or we as parents need to make sure that he gets comfortable in every area. So I think the way we see him is that he just needs to to get acquainted with the place. So he needs to, you know, observe. And then he needs to see if that place will do some harm on him. And if he feels like it's safe to be out there, it's safe to do the walk, mom and dad is there. Um, if I need help, I need support, mom and dad will be there. And he's just okay. So he turned out okay during that time. So which is amazing. And like I said, I need to, or we need to start bringing him to public areas. As long as it's, not too overwhelming, I guess, for now. Like the mall, if you're going to the mall, make sure that it's it's right when the mall starts uh, opening the gate or opening the door, its doors, or maybe it's before um, it closes or the mall closes, and not though not not to bring the child when it's very hectic in the mall like Christmas shoppings and stuff like that where there are overwhelming number of people going shopping. So I guess that's what I'm after. So we need to start bringing them children, all the children, our kids, um, uh, into exposing them into the daily living activities and daily living um uh, activities including chores as well at home we, we tried as much as possible ask our two kids who who are uh, neurotypical to do some chores so at least they can have this sense of responsibility and hopefully hopefully one day we'll do the same with my uh, youngest and make sure that he is also part of the the whole um uh, active, uh, yeah, who is also part of this um, daily living activity that we're doing for for the rest of the f- family. And yeah, this is one topic 
topic that I haven't, I don't frequently hear. And I guess we need to start talking more about it because I know it's subtle. It's like it's just teaching the children or teaching the kids go to uh, how to do the, the groceries, right? right? But it's subtle, but if I am not doing it uh, to my children, then when are they going to start learning about the daily living um, uh, skills? So I guess that's what I'm after and what I wanted to talk about. But it's not a biggie um, topic. It's just a simple topic, but I hope it makes sense for everyone. And I hope we can start talking more about this as well because there are certain strategies in implementing or applying this um, concept, especially if you are going to a grocery. Is the grocery going... Well, what time of the day are you going to go to the grocery so you can start introducing this um, concept? What time of the day are you going to the mall? If you are going to teach your child on how to withdraw money from the ATM machine, how are you going to deal with that? If you are going to expose your child to ride a, let's say, a bus, are you going to go and just show the child what the bus station would look like at first? Or are you going to go straight and ride a bus? And things like that, you know. And I think it is important as well. And we just need to have a, a bit of a good strategy. And oh, one thing I forgot as well is a part of the daily living activities of exposing a child is going to museums and going to, not just going to the park, but also going to museums, going to places where a child can learn and you can access his, her um, interests and expose them in as much um, woodwork, woodworking or as, as much um, activities. Yeah, not wood, yeah, woodworking is an activity. So exposing them in as much activities as possible so you can or we can learn about their uh, interests in life. And from there we can perhaps navigate to strengthening those interests and that it became or it can become their um, their skills and later on could potentially support them in life by being able to, I don't know, navigate life and, um, and be able to make that interest their career as well. So... Anyway, that's what I'm after. That's what I've been wanting to talk about um, in this episode. And I hope, in a way, you get a little or more or many value or much value in this um, topic of, of daily living activities. All right. So until next time, I'll see you again and have a good day and enjoy the rest of the week and stay um, strong and stay healthy. Bye. Every Tangata fight Takiwatanga is different. If you fail with one strategy, don't stop. Keep moving forward. Always remember that for every failure you encounter is one step closer to your success. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, 
Memuto te fakawahaire. Let's stop judging others. Memahi tahi tato. Let's all work together. Kia maya, kia kaha, be brave and be strong.